welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is uh, Gemma Fassett. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Uh, I was reading a paper this morning. It's a, it's a great paper. It has these awesome articles that are just like, I don't really find in other papers. And at first glance, I had skipped over this article. It was um, a simpler life on or off the grid. And <clears throat> I, I, I love living simple life. I love it. If you know me, you know about my island life, you know about my trucking life, you know about the lives I've led before that. <laughs> and they're very simple. And having a kid was like a whole new brand new experience, especially because my daughter um, has a dad. I thought we shared similar um, ideas about life, but it, we, we have very, the very, the variances in our beliefs are enough that it doesn't make sense living together. But, uh, I mean, there's a lot of similarities in some ways. So, but the thing is, you know, um, right now he's really attracted to working for big corporations and stuff. And he, he wants to be on the grid. He is a computer guy. So he wants to be on the grid. Whereas I would like to get rid of my computer. Granted the best gift in the world is this podcast and I wouldn't be doing it without the computer but maybe someone else would do it for me. <laughs> like maybe I could just record it old school and then someone else could just turn it into the podcast. That would be awesome if that happens someday. So anyway, I was reading this and it wasn't really having any great insights for me until I got to this one paragraph and it blew my mind because this guy is obviously, he is obviously in alignment. He's obviously um, living his truth. And when you hear this paragraph, if you've been listening to me for the past six months or so, you will you will get it. It says here, uh, small shifts. So transitioning to a fully off the grid lifestyle is a major life challenge and a switch that can't be taken lightly, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then second paragraph under small shifts. First, you must ensure three vital components, which Collins illustrates as a three-legged stool. So three-legged stool means that if one of these legs isn't there, you're not going to be supported. All right, so that's the, <clears throat> the reference there. So these are the three legs of the stool. Optimal health, financial freedom by being debt-free, and finding your life's purpose. In other words, knowing what you want to do with your life and why, and then living in alignment with that. Now this blew my mind. I was so excited when I read that because, oh my God, oh my God. It's just like, I, I am so excited still because there is another human being out there talking about finding your purpose and being in alignment with that and aligning your entire life with it. I think this is imperative. I think that we have gotten so far from our passions. And I must say this starts with all of the nonsense of our current society. Our current society is not about what you're passionate about. It's not about what your gifts are. You know, heaven forbid your parents don't witness your gifts. Guess what? They will be buried because there is no 
room for your gifts at school and there's no room for your gifts in in pretty much in our society unless you make it a point now that is kind of cool in a way because when you make it a point you're empowering yourself even more you're teaching yourself even that to have what you want you have to stand in your power because it's not going to just come to you easily or freely so I just, that blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. And let me read you the one line again. Finding your life's purpose, in other words, knowing what you want to do with your life and why. Now that is huge. And then living in alignment with that. Now, let me go back to previous podcasts. And I know there are many where I tell you, you don't know what your life's purpose is. Well, guess what? It means that it is time to start loving yourself. Because as we love ourselves and we make that a priority, we receive inspired action. And that inspired action is pivoting us towards our truth and our purpose lies within our truth. Pivoting us towards our proof at truth. And I have said this many times. You follow the inspired action, and that very act of following inspired action is you loving yourself. It is, it is faith in something greater than you. It's a belief that by following this action, your life will be better for it. And it is a knowing that you are co-creating with God. You are co-creating with source energy, with your higher self, and that it is a wonderful, extraordinary thing to have this implicit trust on this force that is completely based on unconditional love. It's like it has the highest good of everyone not just you. It's not selfish to do your inspired action. It's actually more selfish to not do it. It is not selfish to follow your inspired action because that inspired action is directives or suggestions and guidance coming from a source that believes in serving the highest good of all. So then as you follow it, suddenly before you know it, you recognize what your passion is. You're passionate about helping people. You're passionate about serving the, the earth plane. You're, you're passionate about numbers. You're passionate. Like my passion is frequency. It is frequency. This is what I have found in every single aspect of everything I do is my passion with frequency. Um, and that is why I don't do one medium in art. That is why I love music and art and I love connecting with people. It's all about frequency for me. It's just like, it's, that's my passion. And so my passion has to do with frequency and helping people. I connect the two by assisting others to raise their frequency. This is what I do. So, um, and then once we're engaged in our passion, listen, you will not be able to move beyond that point unless everything in your life comes into alignment with your passion. So in the past, this has shown up for me by the fact that I would help people who I would realize had no interest in bettering themselves and raising their frequency. And I would recognize that we had a divergence of purpose like I was there doing what I do but they were not conscious to receive it and that's fine it's totally fine but at some point I have to let that go and create more space in my life for doing what my passion is so I've had to ask roommates to leave I've had to drop friends it's all beautiful it's all perfect it just is right if they came back 
having taken ownership of raising their frequency or wanting to know more or ready to engage in it, then I love this. I am open to anything. It's not like, you gotta realize, um, if someone's in one frequency and there is another person in, in a very different frequency, their lives really will not connect or overlap much. I mean, it's just, it's not possible. They're living in two different realities. So this is so super cool. Okay, so um, yeah, okay. What I wanted to get to is the fact that once you align fully in your passions, your whole life is aligned with it, you continue to follow your inspired action, you will then come into your calling your calling. I love this. And then it is imperative that everything in your life, and, and honestly, if you got to the point of your calling, you're not going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not going to, I'm not going to align to that now because you have already seen how powerful and beautiful and exquisite and blissful it is to let go of the old stuff, let go of the old lower stuff, the lower frequency things, we want to align with our highest frequency cells all the time. What happens is if you align with your highest frequency possible and you align everything in your life there, that means you've dropped out everything below it. And guess what? That higher frequency you're at now is now your new norm, your new middle, your new floor. And so now you can go even higher. And this is how we expand. Dropping out the old, decluttering, getting rid of, uh, erasing old beliefs and programs that no longer work for us, letting go of people who no longer serve 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 this frequency who no longer serve our purpose and our calling you know we have to be able to say okay i recognize we're on two different journeys i'm going to let you go i'm going to let you go do what you do and you know sometimes people circle back around it's an amazing thing but you you just have to be okay with people having different journeys it doesn't mean you won't talk to them maybe you'll talk to them but you're not spending energy and time there you're uh so this is this is such cool stuff. Let me go a little further here. Okay, so then he goes on to say, um, next call and share some quick five minutes fixes that anyone can enact today. Now he noticed he said five minute fixes. Mm. Think of these steps as trying on how life simplification efforts go for you and see what your experience is like after incorporating these small shifts. So they don't number these, but they do uh, bullet point them. And the first one is live a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy eating and exercise that you follow for life, not just to lose 10 pounds after the holidays. That's bullet point number one. Good, good, good suggestion. So again, it's all about aligning your life with the uh, purpose, with the, with the who of who you are. And if you're someone who, um, who loves material things and loves living in the city and loves the fast life and the social life and all of that. Living healthy, I mean, this healthy life, it may or may not be part of that. You may not be willing to accommodate that, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm noticing still, there are areas in my diet that I have to clean up and it's the little things slipping through on the ingredient labels, little things, and I have to be more vigilant. All right, number two, limit your exposure to today's news cycle. All right, that's a good one because there's uh, a lot of agenda in there. Number three, delete most, if not all, of your social media accounts and focus on real human interactions with a small, tight-knit group. I love this. I say this again and again. This is spectacular. Um, everyone is saying this now. This is like a resounding message to get rid of the social media. It has become 
exactly what it was intended to be, an addiction. Exactly what it was intended to be. And even before it was recognized as being addiction, in my business groups, there was scientific studies done that showed that there was a disproportionate amount of time that even business people who believe this is for their business were putting into the social media and what the return was on it. That's called return on investment. So the investment was time and maybe even money for some people with social media. That's your ROI, your return on investment. So what they were noticing is people might be spending six to eight hours a day on social media. But in reality, it was this other part that they weren't spending maybe an hour a week on, not an hour a day, but an hour a week on, which was giving them the biggest return. Maybe it was their ad on Google, or maybe it was um, networking in person at events. Uh, those were giving them much bigger returns than the social media, but they were spending over 70% of their day on social media. So it's time to peel that back. If it's not giving you the return on your investment, you have to nix it, all right? And you've got to, okay, so now they know even more about social media. One, it is hijacking your, your brain. So what's the return on investment for that? Is it worth getting one customer a month or a sale a month from social media? Or is it worth doing it yourself? Say you get, say you make a lot of sales on social media. Is it worth it to manage it yourself if you're trading in the function of your mind for it? You know, if you're feeding into addiction or addictive uh, tendencies in yourself. It's not, it's not worth it. All right. So, okay. Number four bullet point, use technology as a tool, not as a shiny objects to buy and waste time on. Beautiful. You know, beautiful. It is not a place to just veg out. It's not the go-to when you're bored. What happens when it becomes the go-to when you're bored, it's like walking into the kitchen. You just open the fridge and eat something because you're in the kitchen. Or some people walk into their house and pick up the remote and turn the TV on immediately. We have to start being okay with being with ourselves. That is really important. Because if you're not okay being with yourself, you cannot hear those messages that are coming through your heart. Your mind and your heart, two different things. And when your mind gets sucked into the um, to the TV, everything else is shut down. All right? Everything else is shut down. You are a whole person and you have to be intact to be able to work as your body was intended to work. Mind, body, and spirit. All of it together. All right. So, I love that. Next bullet point. Get rid of clutter that has no meaning in your life, physical and emotional. You know, we've been talking about all this stuff and I had no idea that someone could take all of it and put it into their uh, format for living a simpler life. I mean, it makes perfect sense, you know, living off the grid. I mean, it makes sense that you would have to transition from these things. Now, see, I don't live with a lot of things in my life. I don't live with social media. I, you know, I would love for Wi-Fi and all of that to just disappear. <laughs> so I'm like kind of emotionally ready that way, but I still have a lot of other clutter and baggage to get rid of and emotional like belief systems that aren't serving me anymore that I want to stay on point and release. And if you're saying, oh, but how do you release beliefs? Just call me or go back and listen to some um, more, more of these podcasts. But but it would be easier to call me. Um, there's so many podcasts at this point. But the thing is, it's like, it's so easy. It's so easy. You could look it up possibly online. 
but it's so easy to release a belief that there's no reason why we're not cleaning them up and writing the ones that we want to live by today, not 20 years ago, not 30 years ago, not 50 years ago, but today, the ones we want to live by today. All right. It's not one belief serves all. That would be like saying one software system is all you need for your entire lifetime. And my God, how insane would that be? One software system? Seriously? I'm not going to upgrade ever? No, we upgrade all the time on our computers. They're upgrading my phone like every two or three weeks. So why shouldn't we up be upgrading our belief systems to be in alignment with our new higher expanded frequencies? All right. So, and I will say this. Often, in order to expand to a new higher frequency, you have to delete and destroy those old beliefs that are holding the lower elements in your life. You have to change those frequencies so or change the beliefs. Let me give you an example of some of my beliefs. Um, okay, so at one time I had a belief that my mom should have done better. All right, my mom should have done better. She, she just wasn't a good person. That was one of my beliefs at one time. I have since upgraded that belief. Now, in early days when I was raising my frequency, I wasn't ready to go whole hog. So I went to, well, I can, I can raise my belief to my mom did the best she could do. I may not have liked it. It may not have been great, but I know my mom was doing the best she did. She could do. So that was a new belief and that worked for a while. And when then I started hitting my head on the wall because I couldn't get expanded beyond where I was, I realized it was time to clean it up some more. And my new belief is that <clears throat> I chose my mom as my parent and she did a fabulous job serving me. She did a fabulous job. She kept me safe. She gave me a roof over my head and food and it was a safe environment. And I didn't have to deal with the energies of the world around me through the 1980s. And that was a big deal because that was a highly charged material era. And I don't know, like, I just know I didn't do well in stores. I couldn't handle the energies, the electronics. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared yet because I hadn't built up my, uh, I don't know, my toughness. I hadn't, I hadn't leathered up my skin yet. And that was an important thing to learn the, the gifts I had and be able to know how to use them. So I teach people how to do that today. When I meet people who have trouble handling them, you know, the energies and the stuff around them, I teach them some of the tricks and you know tools that I have so that they can have that. Okay, so let's see. We did get rid of clutter that has no meaning in your life, physical or emotional, and I love that. And I know I've spoke to you recently about assisting Ursula in decluttering, and I continue to do mine. As soon as Ursula's closet was done, I had piles of clothes to move out of the house. I also had some to move into my cupboard, which was full. So I had to go through my cupboard, and I had to make decisions. What isn't serving me? I don't need an overflowing cupboard. All I need is what can fit in this one box. So I managed to find some things that definitely were not serving me and I was ready to let go of. All right, so we do it all the time. And lastly, take a vacation to a small town for a couple weeks and try out a slower lifestyle with less drama. What? And that would be my lovely Smith Island, my new retreat healing space. So I've done that many times. I can't recommend it enough. And I will say my house on Smith Island is on Airbnb. It's the Yummy Artist Retreat. And since Corona started, people waking up in their own worlds, realizing like this is not working for me. I have had more people stay at my place for 10 days, two weeks, a week. 
and really just go out there, experience it. And a lot of the people who are staying at my house are saying, I'm coming back again. Not only do they plan to come back, but they're looking for a place to buy. They're looking for a place to buy because that level of quiet, <clears throat> lack of drama, just getting down to the, the bare bones of living, you living in your world and, and not being driven by your world but just being able to be in your world. It's just so lovely. Time slows down on Smith Island. We all love that. All right, so this was magical. And then he said, there was this quote from this guy, and it says, I knew by being more self-reliant and living a simpler life, I could manage my freedom more on my terms. And that was the direction I needed to go. I absolutely love that. And what I want to say is that I make a point on a regular basis to, to check in with myself. Have things gotten to be too much? When I got married to my first husband, my idea was anything that brings stress is out of the wedding. I didn't care if it was the wedding cake. I didn't care if it was a person. There was nothing going to be a headache. And I remember um, this one woman was like freaking out that we didn't get the tomatoes in to make the, I don't know what it was, some kind of tomato something. Um, and I said, it's okay. If they don't come, we just won't make it. It's fine. We can just nix it off the menu. It's fine. So this is the kind of thing we have to be just able to roll, roll with things and, and, and have simple as a definition for a belief. Like I believe life is ease and flow and simplicity. And because I believe that I can make those kind of decisions rather than trying to force uh, some other agenda, you know, like perfection through a menu for a wedding. Not necessary. Oh my goodness. I went over my time. Can you believe it? Um, so what happens is when I go over my time, my computer shuts down and then I have to get back in. So I'm getting in it now. That's for sure. Okay. So with all that said, you know I love you and take from it what you can. If you want to try one of those things, try them out. I will add a picture of it <clears throat> so that in case you want to grab a picture of it, you don't have to make notes or you don't have to find and go back. So anyway, have a wonderful day. Mwah, 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 mwah. Love you. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.